are now listening to the Enter VR podcast. I'm Chris Miranda, your host, and today I'm speaking with my friend Nobu. Nobu is... Hi. Um, hi, Nobu. You have been a member of the SVVR community. You have been a member of the Japanese co- uh, VR community in the past, and um, you're just a, a good friend all around, and I want to get your perspective and learn more about your stories and all that good stuff. And uh, Anyway, welcome, welcome, Nobu. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, tell me about your journey. How did you end up getting involved in VR in the first place? Like, what did that, where, where did it all start for you? Yeah, well, um, it all started actually um, in September of 2015. Um, that's when I went to one of these events held in, you know, the Bay Area. I think it was one of those um, one of those events uh, where there were a bunch of seminars, and one of the talks that I went to was about virtual reality. Um, uh, I think, yeah. So that's when I got first introduced to the, this whole idea of VR, and it was still lingering in my in my head afterwards. I was thinking, wow, that was a really cool talk, and I looked for some meetups in the neighborhood. Um, and in March of 2016 is when I actually went to the first SVVR meetup. That was held at AMD, and um, yeah, that's when I actually got to try out a lot of these cool demos and met some really cool people in the industry. So that's when I really got started getting involved in VR. That was in the Bay Area. So tell me about, um, like, how did you decide to get more involved? Like, what was that thought process like? Like, it seems like you had a pretty good impression at this meetup, but what what was how did you know what was your next step? Like what, you know, what, what you needed to do next? Yeah, yeah. So at the time at the meetup, um, you know, the organizers they were asking, you know, they were a- actually looking for volunteers for the conference, the SVVR 2016 uh, conference, and so you know they were just looking for volunteers at the event. So I thought, wow, I should, I should just apply for this and see how it goes. That's you know. It's probably a really cool way to learn about the industry and you know try out a lot of more de- a lot more demos and meet people. So that's uh, that's what I did. Well, I it wasn't like it was I was completely new to the you know the industry, but I felt that the people were super welcoming at the community. It was ve- it was a very vibrant community of like highly passionate you know, individuals and, you know, you know, designers, engineers, programmers, and it was really cool. So that's what I, you know, decided to, I decided to apply and yeah, got to volunteer for the the conference. Let me ask you this. Have you encountered a community quite like that ever since? Because to be frank, I have not. (laughs) Mm. There was something about that time in that space and that community, there's it's still a, a lot of that still there to this day. But like, but in those like to yeah. that 2016, those the those years, it was pretty. Things were things were blowing up. Like it, that was uh, that was when the Rift first came out and the Vive first came yeah. out. So, yeah, I'm wondering, do you, yeah, what are your thoughts about that? Like, it, yeah, because it, it, it was palpable. I remember it was very palpable. 
Yeah, I was, well, I'm trying to think about it. I got to, you know, I got to say that that community was so passionate. Like, it, it was really one of a kind. Like, I don't think, I can't really remember of any other communities. I went to so many different meetups in the Bay Area and also in Tokyo um, for these, like, you know, tech meetups or all kinds of, you know, events. Um, but I thought, I don't know. I think SVVR has been, like, like, I think people were there with a mission. Like, they're like, let's make, you know, VR this thing. Let's make, let's make it, a, you know, let's make it grow. Let's, uh, let's create some really cool stuff together. And I felt that there was a sense of community that I don't, can't really think of. And, you know, that I haven't really seen in other communities that I can really think of right now. Yeah. I, I have a question for you uh, to follow sure. up. Do you think, do you think what was more, what had, what had more weight? to you like was it the technology or was it or was it the community that like that pulled that drew you more in you know towards towards that you know towards that space yeah so for me i think it was more i think it's um both so at the time i was just starting to learn you know um programming you know i had worked for a year as a translator at you know tech companies in the Bay Area. And then I started picking up coding um, at school, you know, and I was curious about so many different things. So that's what I was exploring, like many different branches in engineering. And I think VR was one of those, like, like one of the new things that was coming, that was just coming out, um, you know, getting, getting more popularity, I would say. And um, I felt that, yeah, it was, it was, people were pioneers there. Like it's, it's an opportunity to kind of like really pioneer an industry. Um, but it wasn't just that as well. It was also really the community that the people were super cool and like really welcoming to, you know, beginners, people who had no idea about VR and they were willing to have them, you know, try out the demos and explain about how they worked. And, I thought um, I felt very welcomed, and that's what I really like about uh, the SVVR community. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Uh, yeah. This uh, this is turning into a giant advertisement for SVVR. By the oh, way, God. we are not sponsored yeah. by SVVR. We love you, but and this is all organic. I swear, we didn't plan this at all. No boo. Totally. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. This is all. This all comes from our hearts. <laughs> it is. It, it really does. Um, this is this is but it's true. I mean, yeah, they it's 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 weird. They did something with SVVR in in, in that time in space and until this day, and it's just yeah, it's hard to put into words. And um, yeah, it, 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 how what did you when you when you first got like, into VR development? Like, it by the way, that it's it kind of seems intuitive that you as a language translator would go from like translating human languages to like translating <laughs> machine language. <laughs> was it, what was it, trans, was it, was, did you see it that way? Or am I sort of extrapolating <laughs> something here? Oh no, I think it's, um, well, I would say that there are some similarities, like picking up a lang programming language, um, I kind of approached it, you know, in a, in a similar fashion to learning a language you know some people may completely disagree but you know trying to be ex expose yourself to the language you know the programming language every day um yeah picking up you know a little bit of time practice practice like i would say well that's that's one aspect of it but i guess 
Um, when I started learning programming, though, that's not that wasn't really the approach that I took. Like that's that, that wasn't. Um, I didn't see programming coding as something that was very similar to learning uh, or, or translating uh, from one language to the other. So it, it, it was quite a shift. It was quite a dramatic shift in terms of <laughs> in terms of the learning um, uh, experience. The approach was, um, yeah, I was I try to use this technique of you know th that I used to learn a language but now it's like those those are completely two different things mm. do you, till this day do you um, are, are, do you still see yourself as someone who like uh, is out there um, like promoting VR or, or whenever someone uh, whenever you get the opportunity to talk VR to someone um, yeah. do you do you find yourself encountering people who are still skeptical about VR? Well, so I'm in Japan right now, and what's, yeah, so, so I've been in Japan for two years, so um, since coming back from the Bay, and well, I would say, hmm, I guess last year, <laughs> I, you know, I would still meet people who don't know what VR is, so, like, you would talk to people, so I'd say, I used to work for, you know, you know, in the VR industry, in the VR, I was, you know, a startup. <laughs> and then... You, oh, sorry, that was my dog. Oh, <laughs> that was a dog? Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> she sounds yeah. like a little ape when she's hungry, sorry. Um, oh, okay, that's a, that's a sign, right, yeah. She's hungry. So, yeah, anyways, um, I would still meet people who don't know what VR is. So mm. whenever that happens, I would be like, hey, so you, you should try this out. Like, you got to... Uh, learn about this. Um, I've been, so I gotta say that I've been kind of out of the country in the last year, so whatever, like, I have not really been um, out in, like, the tech conferences here in town uh, lately, so whatever, you know, the kinds of people that I'm meeting are quite limited, I would say. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. And and so that for you know it's interesting because whereas you you might be encountering people that still don't know about VR, I have encountered people when I bring up VR, they they've heard about it. In fact, the they've heard about it through Google Cardboard most most of the time. Oh wow! Oh. And I'm finding myself struggling to get people interested in VR again. Because they tried Google Cardboard and they had a terrible experience. Because Google Cardboard, as you already know, was this attempt mm -hmm. by Google to make the smartphone into a VR headset. Because that, because I don't know why they wanted to do that. <laughs> but they, but, but yeah. they, it seems like they shot the industry in the foot in a way. Because the vast majority of people that I encounter, they they had a bad experience with Google Cardboard. Um, that being said, I've I've learned of a few people who would not be in VR, amazing people who would not be in VR if it weren't for Google Cardboard at the same time. So, it's mm. a it was a double edged sword um, because huh. because then I'd tell them, oh yeah, but have you heard about the Oculus Quest? It's standalone, and they're like, no, I tried Google Cardboard. I'm done. I don't I don't want to give VR another try. And uh, it's a shame because they're yeah. missing out on a whole universe of possibility and opportunity out there um yeah yeah 
I haven't met people who've only, you know, uh, tried Google Cardboard here in Japan. Um, I feel that most people are either like really into VR and have all the devices like HTC Vive, to, like all the latest ones to Oculus, Oculus Quest, even HoloLens, like they have all the devices, or they have not really been exposed to VR. Um, that, that's, in, that's in Japan. Um, things might have changed by quite a lot. Um, but I, I still like you go, you walk out in the street, you go, you know, you go to like shopping centers or you go out, watch TV and you don't really hear much about, you know, VR. So I feel that, you know, I don't, I don't think, I think most people have heard of VR, but don't, haven't really experienced what it's, uh, what it is. Yeah. Here in Tokyo, even in Tokyo. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I mean, I mean, and that must be everywhere. And it just goes to show that there's so much work to be done. And VR is so much so early and has so much to grow. Because, yeah. and 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 that gives me hope actually. Because the thing is, there's so many people out there who, when they have, when they when they realize that like a VR headset is not a toy, it's actually a tool. It's a spatial computer. And you can leverage this tool to do so much more than just play video games. And yeah. like for you know, one of the things that you like, there's a game called like Engine VR or Mechanics VR or something like that on Steam. Mm. And it's a it's a simulation of you rebuilding a car engine, and being able to mm. see that car engine volumetrically and be able to. Th- over the repetitions of thousands of times rebuild that engine from the ground up that knowledge carries over easily to the real world because that mm. that yeah that wrench is a in virtual reality is a wrench in the real world and that twisting motion is that same twisting motion mm. and so and so when people realize that there's so much utility in this tool um, and that they can make it their own for their for themselves I think that's that's when it's going to explode. It's it's when people really take ownership over over it that it's going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There are some companies here like that are attempting to use VR as a training uh, tool for training employees. Um, so there are some startups doing doing those kinds of things. Um, yeah, here in Japan, I would say a lot of the contents are, you know, of course, like oh, like made by, you know, indie developers, um, you know, people who are very passionate about, you know, anime and, you know, like all these Vocaloids and even VTubers. So there's a lot of independent, like, um, contents, actually. Like, and there's always, like, also all the other um, types of contents that involve, uh, I don't really want to bring it up, but, like, you know, the, the adult industry and, um, unfortunately, I mean, like that, yeah, the internet was like, built by porn, my friend. Porn was was the thing that made the internet happen for for in, in such a huge way, and I'm not surprised in the way, but I'm also curious to hear more what your what your thoughts are, what your experience was like, has been like in that arena or like in Japan. Both, both, both. both. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so okay, you go, you walk down the street. And it's this is kind of a it's kind of a sad thing to see. Okay, so you walk down the street in downtown Tokyo, and you see all these you know um, these like DVD rental stores, and I'm like, whoa, VR, that's so cool. 
like they're doing VR here, cool. And then you walk in and everything in there in that store. I walk into the store and everything in there is just all these like adult movies. And I'm like, wow, this is really sad. And well, anyways, that's for other people to judge. But, you know, that's all I really um, I've seen in, in that and in, in that in that place and that in that whole section. But you see these boots uh, like DVD stores um, with like, you know, VR, you know, porn section um, quite a lot in Tokyo. It's kind of kind of like, wow, it's. Um, for my, me, that's not, yeah. my question here sure. before we go forward I mean please I, this is a great conversation topic okay. by the way <laughs> this is yes. this is this is this is gold um, my question first question is how yeah. is it possible that in the age of the internet there is still a porn DVD store market in Japan how did they survive streaming first of all um, well, I think you're not asking the right person for this question. <laughs> no, no, you're well, right. You're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, the thing is, hmm, you know, people still sell CDs here in Japan. Like CDs? CDs, yeah. That's a big thing. You know, all these, um, you know, singers, they will sell, you know, like, put like special, you know, um, tickets for a concert or like, like one out of like 100,000 CDs will contain a special, you know, like uh, like a picture of the artist or something like that. So that encourages people to still buy CDs. Um, and it's kind of, yeah, it is surprising. Um, so there are CD stores in Japan. People still, um, yeah, they still go to these places to borrow um, movies. Although I will say that um, streaming has really been taking off. So I think there's less and less demand in that, uh, and, and like really real DVD stores from what I see. Yeah, like in the past you would go, um, people would rent DVDs like all the time, like every week or something. They would just, they would be everywhere. But um, nowadays I, I see less of those um, like dedicated DVD rental stores for like Hollywood blockbuster movies and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I'm curious about, um, Japanese perceptions over on people who frequent VR. For example, out here, people sure. get made fun of, um, mm. or there's a stigma of like you, you, you spend time in VR. Go outside. Go see the real world. What are you doing? Wasting your life inside, looking uh -huh. at a at a screen. How, what is do do people in Japan have that same stigma or like that same view of like, like you know, if if someone spends a lot of time in VR. Out here, people make fun of them. But in Japan, what does that look like? Do people get made fun yeah. of, or is there stigma? So I, I just want to make sure, you know, I just want to bring it out um, that um, my knowledge, like my understanding of what was happening is like, um, is as of like a year ago, just, just, so you guys, so, just so you know. Okay, so I will say that um, the stigma, I feel like most people don't even know what like they haven't really met people who work in vr or who do vr so mm -hmm. i don't so people have heard of vr people have gone to arcades to try vr um okay i want okay i want to step back a bit okay so there has been a real popular arcade in tokyo for vr and 
I think a lot of young people have tried it. Great. But I feel like outside of that, most people don't really know much about, um, you know, haven't really met VR developers uh, or like, you know, work for VR companies. Uh, there are not that many here in Tokyo. So um, I feel that the stigma here, like, hmm, like my, like my understanding is that it's, it's like half and half. I feel like there are, um, I think some people think that these VR developers are like, you know, those who love anime, those who love the, you know, that, you know, the otaku culture, um, which is a very vibrant community here in Tokyo. Um, and yeah, some are just very, you know, have no impression at all because they don't really know much, like they haven't really been exposed to, um, you know, people who work in VR. So, yeah. Interesting. It's yeah, just that small. So there's a very small sample size. <laughs> it is growing. It is growing. Um, mm. it, but, but I feel that um, it really is a bubble. So like, I mean, probably the same here, like, you know, in other parts of the world too, but it's a very closed community here in Tokyo that are really involved, like heavily involved in VR. It's, you know, a very close, uh, tight knit group of, you know, highly passionate individuals um, you know, that are, that love, who, who love VR. And I feel that, um, people outside, you know, um, haven't really gotten a chance to really, you know, get in and like, uh, see what's out there. Uh, that's, that's, that's my impression. Like not necessarily a bad thing or a good thing, just saying that, uh, that's one of the characteristics that I observe about, you know, uh, like the community here in Tokyo. Yeah. I'm curious. So you, yeah. you say you haven't been in the VR community or seen the VR, been in the VR scene since for for a year. What yeah. what made you want to leave? And do you see yourself in the future go, going back to being a part of the VR scene? Yeah. What what happened? Yeah. So yeah. Thanks for asking that. So um, I worked at you know, hmm. <laughs> gotta be careful with what I say, right? So I felt that so I was I, I had been in Japan for about a year this this was around August of last year um yeah I found it very hard to find people that I could really share this you know this vision this this whole the dream of you know what VR could be um in Japan it was really really hard I felt that you know I think VR is a very powerful tool that can you know open people's minds to to have them exposed to be exposed to, you know, different ways of thinking. Um, these are very vague, you know, um, descriptions, but... They're real. That, I believe you. I believe them. Like, I feel that it's, it can be a very powerful tool to, you know, help people improve their lives um, in, in the real world. It's not just a way to escape from reality. You know, it's not, not just a medium to escape this shitty reality where you just get stuck in a, in, in a virtual world and play games all day long. That's not my hope for the technology. <laughs> um, with all due respect to people who, you know, create all these fantastic contents uh, that, where people can immerse themselves for hours and hours. And, but for me, it's like I want it to be, you know, a tool. That I think it's so much more powerful than games or just a pure entertainment or, yeah. So um, here in Japan, well, I, I went to so many conferences, so many events, meetups, like, you know, gatherings. would meet a bunch of developers. We'll try out a lot of demos and 
talk to the developers and engineers, like, you know, you know, artists and engineers, they're making some stuff that's, you know, um, yeah, it's cool. Really talented engineers sometimes. It's awesome. Really cool. Um, but I just felt that it was really hard for me to connect with the individuals. Um, no offense to any of these developers. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing them. Um, but it's just for me personally, um, the kind of conversations that I was, you know, that, you know, you get to be part of here uh, in the at SBVR or in the Bay Area. Well, um, it was completely different here in Japan. And it was being different is not a bad thing, but for me, it was that I did not feel like I belonged. Uh, th- th- that would be the short answer. Like, tried out so many places, um, but I felt that mm, it, was, it was not the kind of community that I, well, I, I felt that, you know, I might just have to do this on my own. And so, yeah, I kind of left the community and did some, you know, exploration, try to pursue something I wanted to make um, on my who, own for a few months. Yeah. Who is the VR community in Japan for, if it's not for you, no, Nobu? Because, uh, I mean, of all people, you're such an awesome dude. Like, well, how could this, co- any community could be for you, but I'm curious, who is this one for, <laughs> if it's not yeah. you? Oh, no, I, yeah, so let's uh, all like, you know, with all due respect, like this is like there's a really passionate group of people here in Japan, and there's some really cool people, you know. Um, I would say that it's the kind of um, the VR community in Japan, from what I've experienced in the last, you know, since coming back to Japan two years ago, um, are for those who you know, who, who love to make things for themselves. And that's the culture. And that's an amazing, um, it's a very unique thing about Japan. Um, and a lot of the developers have this mindset that they make things not for business, not for the public, but for themselves. So they would make things like, hey, let's go on a date with a female vocaloid, or let's go have lunch and like dance with a, you know, you know, an anime character. That's that's cool. Um, but um, you know, that's that's. I feel like, you know, well, that's cool. And I feel like people who find those, con- you know, that kind of content uh, to be appealing get attracted to um, the community. And I feel that a lot of the, this is my opinion, this is my you know, observation, and, and I could be totally wrong, but I'm saying um, the people who, uh, like the people in the community tend to have you know, very similar um, you know, preferences and interests. And it's, it's, a, it's a very strong community where people really, really have you know, the same you know, similar preferences. Uh, of the types of contents that they make, uh, the types of experiences that they want to have. And it's, yeah, so that's why it's, uh, it is growing steadily, but I think it's a very niche, uh, niche uh, community as well. And I think for people who are not interested in like the culture, you know, like the, you know, the anime culture or like, you know, the, the VTuber, cult, like the VTuber, virtual YouTuber type of c- contents, mm-hmm. I feel like um, can feel a bit, um, well, I wouldn't say left out, but they, they don't feel like they could feel like they're, they don't belong, you know. Um, and I feel like there aren't that many communities in the first place 
for VR. So it's just one or, you know, very few similar communities with very similar preferences. So there isn't much diversity from what I see. Yeah. And this is Japan, too. It's a very homogenous country. And um, so, like, I can, you know, kind of see how, you know, why, why people have, you know, um, not to generalize people, but, you know, it's a homogenized culture with very similar, you know, um, or people grow up seeing the same kind of things, try doing the same, same kind of things. So I could see why people may have a very, you know, uh, similar uh, preferences or why they would all try to come together. Yeah. So it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that there is a predominance for dating simulators type of content in these meetups. And that's not your thing, which is fine. It's 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 not like we're not it's not like we're judging because it's fine like if you're if you like dating simulators it's fine. Yeah. The thing is, the thing is, that because it's it's so predominant that it sort of overtakes the conversation and yeah. leaves out the possibility for like other interesting conversations. Which reminds me, like, exactly. why um, did anyone decide to did did anyone did anyone be like, all right, well, like, there's I, there's more to VR than this. Let me just start another meetup. And now we are going to have another meetup and we're going to say, you know, the Vocaloid Training Simulator, you can go to that meetup. And then our meetup can be more diversified with, you know, content yeah. and experiences. Did anyone do that or, or, or is just just too small or just never, never? Ha- I'm just curious if that ever happened. I've um, I went to another meetup. It's like another it's, it's, it's for like expats, <laughs> like, you know, where pretty much all the, the participants were, you know, expats, you know, people from foreign countries that live in Japan. And yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? was, yeah. So sorry, no. Re- <laughs> You're right? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. No, <I> was, <laughs> this never happens. I was drinking water and just, ah, oh, man, I just made a mess. I just... Spit my water all over my oh, monitor. Okay. Right. Let me take a second. Yeah, go. <laughs> I was just sipping a little water and it just went down the wrong pipe and it oh, just no. all exploded in my uh yeah, Okay, well is. everything's everything's okay. Back to normal in three, right. two, yeah. one. So yeah. where were we now? No. <laughs> 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 this podcast is a disaster. I'm so sorry. Um, yes, so we were at um, dating simulators, and if anybody has created other types of communities, yes. Um, besides, you know, you know these dating simulator type of content, um, has anybody come up and said, "Hey, let's start something completely different uh, for VR," and let's start. An- community for people who are interested in other parts of you know other aspects of vr that was that was the question right yeah Yeah. so um i would say i haven't i haven't really found one yet (laughs) and maybe somebody has to make one right yeah so huh i would say i did go to one meetup that was on like you know that was like where a lot of expats had gone to so um i met a lot of uh you know, individuals from overseas who live in Japan, uh, who are working on like VR for, you know, as a company or as a personal project. And um, 
but that was it. Like, yeah, it was, um, yeah, like, I don't want to sound too harsh or anything. I, I just, honestly, mm, yeah, it was a very, you know, small community. And I, I felt that there wasn't that much dialogue. It felt that, mm, it, well, it was a show and tell. Mm. And um, I felt like it was very limiting. Yeah. So, I mean, I can criticize all I can, but there's, <laughs> what can I learn from it, right? So, um, yeah, I think, you know, so I haven't started a community here in Japan yet. Um, but it is definitely a possibility. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, I haven't found a community outside of like, well, I thought about expat community and like this vibrant, um, highly passionate, you know, um, you know, the other community with like vocaloids and animes. And um, outside of that, those organizations, um, I haven't found a lot of, uh, I haven't found uh, an organization, yeah, that I can, that, that I re remember. Yeah. What are your, right, let me ask you, so ju just the, are you, do you see yourself working in VR in the future or you sort of see like yourself, hey, that was a nice chapter in my life. I'm moving on to other things. And by the way, I don't mean to put you on the spot, you know, yeah. just because you're in the show, you're, just because you're on the show doesn't mean you have to like be pressured to say, oh, Chris, of course I'm still in VR. You know, no, please. I want to like, <clears throat> it's, it's fine. You know, I'm just, we're just, it's just, if, if someone had, if someone decides to go on a different path from the VR community, like, by all means, please. But the, mm -hmm. I was, I'm still going to be curious, you know, what that journey, what if if yeah. it was if it was because of the VR community that you know you're you might be going in a different path. I mean, I mean, yeah. And not to say that I am trying to be the VR community. I'm not. I'm just sort of sure. Yeah. sure. You see where I'm going with this? I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So for me, I would say. So if I, if I can see myself going back, I would say, not at the moment. Like, right now, I'm, so I, so I left, you know, the community last year, and I've been exploring so many different things um, afterwards, you know, like, you know, AI, uh, like deep learning, machine learning, um, and, you know, some other, you know, other stuff, like, you know, traveling and stuff. But um, I would say, for me, the reason why I really love VR <clears throat> is really the possibility that I saw and the community. And I feel that I think community was more important for me. I, I just loved hanging out with people uh, in, the, in the community that I you know, was part of in you know, the Bay Area. And for me, it's not like I had always dreamt of, you know, being in a simulator and you know like to build vr contents and you know be able to immerse myself in this that, that that was that has not really been like my you know my dream or my you know curiosity since i was a kid like it, it really you know i i got it so for me like it i don't really have to be like in really at the heart of this industry to be satisfied um and, and that being said, when I saw the contents, um, like the possibilities of VR, um, 
you know, you know, like the fact that you can travel all all around the world or you can travel to different planets. And I just thought that was so mind blowing and really inspiring. And I mean, that's the kind of, you know, I I would love to continue. Like, I would love to continue like like doing VR for fun. Um, and like even in the future, um, like like I still find those contents very inspiring. But I don't see myself limiting. Like I wouldn't say limiting. I wouldn't I wouldn't see myself just um, you know forcing myself to just stay in the VR industry. Um, yeah, because I have a lot of, you know, other things that I'm also interested in. And so it's not like VR is my, you know, my calling. It's like, it's my, it's my love. It's the love of my life. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. But I, I would think of it as like one of the things that I love. And um, I don't necessarily have to work in the VR industry um, in the long run. That's, that's my current thought. It's weird. I feel like I've had this conversation with other friends of mine who used to work in VR and it's sort of like it feels like they see it like a like a relationship, like a girlfriend. <laughs> you know, like you're you're speaking to it, like you're speaking to it, like you sound like it's like like a girlfriend that you you still kinda have feelings for, but you don't want to get back with. You know, it's a weird and I you're like you're yeah, you're not the first person. It's weird. It's just because it's a pattern. I'm noticing, just so you know. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. It's interesting, though. It's just, it's just interesting. I, and it's, you know, I, I um, I'm curious, though. What, what are you interested in these days? What, 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 what do you, what would you say is your calling? Oh man. What, what is your calling, sir? Oh, it's, it's a lifelong. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lifelong pursuit to find that, right? So. Mm, yeah. I, I, well, I mean, yeah. Some people already know it that's cool i think for me i'm yeah I'm, those I'm people are fucking crazy those people are crazy yeah, no it's, they're cool man yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's it's like yeah for me for me i would say um well right now <laughs> well i love to learn about the brain um neuroscience uh human nature um the human species the history of it like i, I love that <laughs> for fun i just learn about that um i also what what haven't been learning about like medicine? Um, just, these are just for fun, okay? Um, what else? Um, yeah, try to understand how the world works. So, uh, like the economy and yeah, the the world. Um, you know, the financial market. Try to have a better understanding of that. Um, yeah, to be part of that uh, that whole thing, the whole thing uh, that's running the you know pretty much running you know, companies and, you know, money around the world. I'm also interested in, like, hmm, interesting, because this is, yeah, <laughs> recorded. And so I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in, like, entrepreneurship. So learning about that whole thing about, like, okay, what, is it, what, what, what does it take? And what, what, is it, what is it like to, uh, you know, launch a product and run it and you know make it available for people so yeah so that's what i um those are some of the things that i've been learning yeah. that's awesome man you got a, you got a lot of things to keep you busy and all those subjects are difficult and interesting subjects in their own so that's that's dope man yeah i, I appreciate you sharing that yeah. um cool man well uh, do you have any other thoughts you'd like to share oh you know what yeah. we're gonna do we're gonna yeah. do this. 
Um, before we bring, we, bring things, we bring things to a close, I usually do this thing where I, uh, I've been starting to ask this, this, this question. Um, and, I think, and, and I think it's the question at the root of this podcast. People are going to say, this is Chris, your broken record, but I, I, I think this question matters. And that question is, um, it's the mission of the show. Uh, basically, mm. when I first started, I asked myself, man. What are people going to think when 20 years from now, you know, when, when, this, is, when this is out there? Like, and so this, this podcast is, in a way, a form, a vehicle to answer that question. Because 20 years from now, you're going to know <laughs> what you were thinking. And sure. so this is what's going to happen. In the yeah. year 2039, you're going, get, you're going to get an email from me. Or whatever form of communication we have by then, some sort of tele- telepathic email or something, and um, and that email is going to say, "Hey Nobu, here's here's the message to you from the past. This is the message that you sent to yourself in the future, back in 2019 on the Enter VR podcast." <laughs> and so now I leave the old floor open to you to send yourself a message to the Nobu wow. of 20 years from now. Because he's going to wonder, man, what, what was I thinking back then? So, here you go. All right. Hey. Hey, Nobu. You're like 46, turning 47. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, let me think. Let me think about this. Hmm. Well, the world is a pretty... <laughs> Well, it's a pretty awesome place. There's a lot of beautiful things to see. I hope you've already seen a lot of the places that you said you're going to be seeing. Um, all the different parts of the world that you wrote down on the piece of paper <laughs> 20 years ago. And, and yeah, I hope you're doing the type of work that you have set off, you know, have said that you want to be working on, um, doing meaningful work. And that you're fulfilled with your, yeah, with your job and your, your career and the, the anything that, anything that you're working on. Um, maybe you'll be having a family by then. And yeah, I <laughs> hope, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see them. <laughs> and um, yeah, I guess that's, the kind of stuff that I would tell myself 20 years from now. Awesome. Thank you, Nobu. Thanks for sharing yeah. that. So, yeah, I've conclusively concluded that you, sir, have been, always will be, a true scholar and gentleman of the metaverse and um, of, of this side of the simulation. And um, I don't know if you want people to follow you or all that good stuff. Is that something you're interested in, by the way? Um, not really, actually. Yeah, okay. I like to good. stay private. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, so yeah, Noble. Thanks again for your time, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, can I can I just one more, say one more thing? Yeah, of course. So, um, like, I really hope you know, like, I just want to say, like, for, you know, for the people who are working on VR, I, I really, really, um, like, I respect them and I, I really support them, and it's it's amazing, and I, I'm really happy to be part of this, you know, this whole community of you know people who are trying to push this technology forward so yeah I just want to say that and um, I really do hope that like I've already said this earlier but I really do hope that VR would be a tool where 
that people can use to really enrich their real life. So, you know, they go into the simulation, they gain new skills, or they learn how to think from, you know, different perspectives, and that they can apply those skills or their new, you know, ways of thinking back to their real life and to really enhance their, their, their life, their, their world, um, their real world. So I, that's, that's my hope for the technology. And I really, um, yeah, that's, I, I do hope like in like 10, 20 years when VR become more mainstream, um, people will use VR as a medium to really enrich their, their life, to make, you know, make, make the world, you know, make, this, make their life much more comfortable and more convenient and um, so that they can become smarter and, you know, more well-informed about, you know, the world. And so that's my hope for the technology. And I just wanted to share that. Thank you, Noah. I'm glad uh, I'm, I, you are one of us. And no matter, no, even if you say, oh, I'm taking a break. No, you're, there's no such thing. You're, you're always going to be part of the VR community. So there's like, yeah. So, so yeah, just, uh, just so you know, just to let you know. <laughs> and if you didn't cool. know already, now you know. <laughs> and the other thing is, is um, yeah, the, this is a beautiful thing is that we get to find out. You know, we'll know how the yeah. story unfolds. And all you have to do is pay attention once in a while and we'll and we'll see how this thing is growing and little by little we'll we'll get there so so noble i just really thank you for your time your yeah. thoughts your perspective thank your you. insights it was awesome having you i can't wait to have you back on the show at some point and chat some more about vr and the metaverse and all that good stuff um so yeah noble have a great rest of your day catch you later brother yeah, likewise thank you chris really appreciate it